1: Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, midweek, September 12. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira.
0: And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let us pray for today and midweek as well. Heavenly Father, just uh, good to call in your name. Heavenly Father, great to be able to know that you hear us. Heavenly Father, just wonderful to know that this moment of hope, this moment of glory, this moment of uh, spending spending some time in your word is a moment where we get to reflect on who you are, what you've called us to. And God, we look forward to our faith renewed, our faith growing in you as our hope is stretched further today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. We're back to the English Standard Version today, Romans 8, 18 through 30, subtitle, Future Glory. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose." For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Hmm.
0: Good, good. All right. Here's our question for today, then. How has hope brought you through tough times in the past? And how did you act on that hope?
1: Hmm. Brought oh, wow. you through
0: tough times in the past.
1: My goodness, that's...
0: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it, depen- it depends It depends. on, you know, your definition of hope, obviously. But, it, but the hope is the anticipation for me of something yet to happen in the future. And, uh, and the anticipation of that has brought you through some difficult things. And how did I act on that hope? Well, I followed through on it. I, I think that um, sometimes I've often confused the difference between hope and vision.
1: No, explain that. Well, what some, hope and vision have to do with each
0: other? Well, I don't think they do, but I, I think that I've often confused the two because I think that uh, it's it's easier uh, sometimes to actually control your hope rather oh, than I to see. allow By the having hope. Having a vision mm. that you're aiming. To and make? I love, I actually love when I read the text and I actually see the hope that God has and the vision that God has is actually far bigger and greater than the thing that we have because when we control our vision or our ideas, uh, it's actually a it's Manageable, but then when you read about what God's talking about here and what Paul's pulling out in this text here, he's saying, "Look, I want to talk to you about this picture of God. This incredible—you know—he's—he's he's going through the pinnacle of this chapter and coming to the end here, as it comes to that very famous verse of Romans eight twenty-eight. You know, for those whom He foreknew, He predestined. Not, uh, sorry, and he, and we know for those who love God, all things work together for the good. I mean, it's just—it's one of those great verses. Oh, that just, it's
1: like I'm in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel." Everything will be all right in the end, and if it's not all right, then it's not yet the end. It's not the end, yeah, yeah. I, I like that movie, and yeah. I like that quote.
0: I like uh, that's a good quote too. I think yeah. this. I think this text is actually pulling us through this story here, um, through these three phases. Because at the beginning part here, he says that look, the the earth is groaning, and the earth is suffering, and yet there is this hope that something's going to be renewed here. And then he tells us that the church is groaning as well. The church must actually groan with the pain. The church actually should not be a place that actually causes pain, but the church needs to be a place that actually says, we actually are responding to this pain. And then he says, look, the spirit actually comes inside here and he's in your heart. And he changes that as well. So I think that there's this three-step progression through this passage all the way through here, saying, hey, hope is real and it's powerful and it can take you to a place that you can't even imagine. So it's, it's, the, it's the unimaginable for me.
1: Well, for you, though, you're saying almost that you equate hope with vision, that your way of having hope is casting this vision of something that you're trying Far to do. Far bigger than toward. I could imagine. Now, I am the opposite of that in the sense that I don't think I've ever cast a vision in my entire life. I okay. never think <laughs> okay. in terms of a grand future destination uh-huh. Uh-huh. that I'm aiming for. Never. <laughs> I'm always thinking about just the next thing. Yeah. Like, what's the next thing that I have to do? And I think my form of hope is believing that if I do the next thing, that things will work out. And generally speaking, I've found that huh. to be mostly true. That you just take the next step. I don't think about twenty steps. I think about one.
0: Yeah, I love the twenty steps.
1: No, I mean, I I don't even know how I would think about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's especially
1: I really hate it when people ask me you know, what is it specific that I'm planning to do, you know, when I finish my PhD, yeah, yeah. I just think, I don't know, uh- <laughs> I don't have a plan, but I do believe every other education that I've ever had, anything that I've done has led me to something that would have been impossible without that thing. So every job, every thing that I've done, yeah. I'll think I couldn't have done something I'm doing right now without having gone through that step. So it ends up leading me to a place where I feel like, okay. I'm in a place where I'm doing something that's interesting to me, and I've been led here. Yeah. But I haven't had any kind of master plan. Because, yeah, believe me, if I'd come up mm. with a master plan like 25 years ago, this would not have been it. This mm. isn't where I would have ended up, you know?
0: I, I, um, But I
1: probably would have ended up here anyway. I just would have felt like a failure for not having achieved my...
0: I don't know. If, plan. I don't know. I don't I don't feel a, a, a responsibility, but I feel incredible joy in actually trying to work out where the future is.
1: Yeah, I don't feel is Isn't all. that really weird? It's one of those strengths finders things. You must rank high in the future. You know, how there's yeah, one of them. That there is, is like
0: one of futurist. those. I didn't actually score. in. I, well, in, It wasn't in my top five. But, yeah, totally but not I, that. I do love thinking like, for instance, OK, I know exactly in my head. Um, where I do, where I believe Boulder Church needs to be in the next five years, in yeah, the next I've 10 years. I never even thought about right. that. Okay, so, but I haven't, I haven't ever shared it. I've never shared it like publicly or privately. I think
1: you have. I think uh, you're no. constant. I think that's the only thing you ever talk no, about is no. where Boulder Church is well, going to
0: be. Well, well, I've shared where Boulder Church needs <laughs> I mean, to be, he's you like, know, now. I never
1: talk about this. But no, I, no, but never. I've, I've never
0: said, truly everything that I believe all the church should actually be because because I just don't know whether people are actually ready for it. Like, I mean, I look at this hope here and in, what's beautiful about this is that this metaphor of hope is that God saying, "If you knew what hope looked now like." Now
1: people are going to really wonder what is he thinking. <laughs> the church is going to be that's so out there that he can't even say it. No,
0: it's that it's that it's like it's it's that it's not hope, right? If you know exactly what it older is, older
1: church is going to be its own little commune, where it <laughs> lives underground and. Knits well. <laughs> doilies out of ragweed and sells them at the market. Yeah,
0: and we have to all wear them to cover our heads so before we self- come in sanctuary. Yes, oh my goodness, is that your do vision? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I remember that.
1: I don't remember all of that, but I do, no, remember, do remember a that? woman wearing a doily yeah. on her well, head. well, it wasn't yes. one
0: woman, but yeah, well, well, it was a little bit more. Were some
1: that. women wearing doilies on their heads? Yes, yes, it was. I do remember so that.
0: I, I do believe that what's beautiful here is that, uh, and I think he actually says it. What's it in verse twenty-four? For in this hope we are we saved. Now hope that is. N- Hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? There you go. It's like it's not, you can't hope in something you actually see. You have to hope in well, something I mean, you, you, you could, haven't seen. you though,
1: because you could see, I don't know, a Lamborghini and say, I hope I get one of these when I grow up. So, I mean, I've I was think i been thinking that every time I've read this. Of course you can hope for things that you see. It doesn't, like, you only hope for invisible that things. Is, that is not the great That's hope. No, well, no. That is not the great it's hope. It's not the great hope. It's the, a hope, this though.
0: This is a hope, yeah. But no,
1: I was, I was just saying, um, to close my thought on how hmm. I act on hope, mm-hmm. would be to just do, I think, taking some sort of action that feels like it's pushing forward in some way. Yeah. Like when I've been in times of deep despair, the only thing that I've found... I'm not even sure if it was hope exactly, but just thinking, okay, I will get up. You know, I'll hmm. take a shower. You know, simple things like that. I think can be expressions of hope. Hmm. You're trying to survive.
0: Oh my goodness, I'm <laughs> dark.
1: Oh, I mean, it's a dark question. <laughs>
0: I get up and I take a shower. That's my hope for the day. Well, do you know how difficult that can
1: be for someone who is severely depressed to be able to take a shower to leave their house? Yeah, yeah. Those are difficult things. To be able to accomplish those is a big deal.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So well, that's, that's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've been doing some research on this and thinking about this because obviously I'm going to preach on this, you know, uh, this Sabbath coming up. And so um, looking at the difference between hope and faith and trying to decipher a little bit between that and read a kind of an interesting article that talked about hope being the future and faith being now present. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm going to explore that some more. So If you've got any comments, any ideas, please send them our way. Uh, Look after each other, live love. And let me just, oh, actually, let me just repeat the question one more time. How has hope brought you through tough times in the past? And how did you act on hope? Look after each other, live love. We'll talk tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church or slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.